welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Good evening, everyone. Um, We're in the book of Genesis tonight. Genesis chapter uh, 39. Have you, uh, have you noticed oh, God, is, God is doing something amazing amongst us? He really is. You know, we, we heard announcements about Feed Cork today. Um, we're back just, what are we, a couple of weeks after an amazing youth weekend. You know, God did something phenomenal and um, there was, I was, I sneaked in for a few moments in the young adults on, on Sunday night. And it was amazing. Just the atmosphere was, was beautiful. So much love shared one with the other. Love, love is an evidence of, of the Lord amongst us. It really is. And God is doing so much, brothers and sisters. There's, there's so much to be thankful for. And, and um, it's a good time. It's, this is a good time. It's a good time for our city. It's a good time for our church. It's a, it's a good time for our nation, so we, we should be thankful. Hallelujah. Well, I'm, I'm just back uh, from a little break. Went up north to the wee north where, where they speak properly without that, that funny accent. What are you laughing at? I heard that, Ruth. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was up there and, and got to speak in, in Pastor Barry's church in that city called Derry, and uh, it was just, it was a great joy to be there. I spent many years there growing up, you know, when, when the troubles were more severe, and um, it was just great to see the, the growth in the church, people added to the numbers, just the atmosphere of God and the Holy Spirit. God's doing something there, and I just bring back a good report. It just encourages brothers and sisters in that broken city where the, the people are so broken um, from so much violence and, and hatred down through the years, uh, God is building a church, building a testimony, and it was just just wonderful to be there. I'm still rejoicing in, in all these things myself. Um, my title tonight is the King's Prison, the King's Prison. So don't be discouraged. Let let, let stick with me, okay? Don't run out of here. <laughs> the King's Prison, um, and and this this brothers and sisters. Is, is a stop-off point. It's not really a stopping point. It's, it's, uh, it's part of the journey, is, is the king's prison. And it seems to happen in, in all of, of the lives of, of God's servants is at certain points in the journey, they, they get put into this limited place. It seems limited. And, and life is curtailed somewhat. And, and maybe that's your experience now, you know, in your journey. And obviously I'm not talking to people about a physical prison tonight. I'm, I'm talking about a, a prison of, of circumstances. Um, a difficult place. A constrained place. An unpleasant place. And, uh, and like, like any prison, we can't get out of it. We find ourselves stuck in this difficult, limited place. Well, welcome to the king's prison. (laughs) 
Welcome to the King's Prison. It's, it's not nice, but, but it seems just to be part of the journey for us. And so tonight we're going to look at, at one of the characters, Joseph, who found himself in the King's Prison. Uh, Genesis 39, and we're going to read from, uh, from verse 19. And this is just after Joseph has been accused by his master's wife. His master's name is Potiphar. And she has accused Joseph falsely of wanting to take advantage of her, of wanting to rape her. And this wasn't true. Um, but in verse 19, we take up the story. After hearing his wife's story, Potiphar was furious. He took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held. But the Lord was with Joseph there too, and he granted Joseph favor with the chief jailer. Before long, the jailer put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The chief jailer had no more worries after that because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him making everything run smoothly and successfully. And to chapter 40 then. Sometime later, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker offended him. Pharaoh became very angry with these officials and he put them in the prison where Joseph was, in the palace of Potiphar, the captain of the guard. They remained in prison for quite some time and Potiphar assigned Joseph to take care of them. One night, the cupbearer and the baker each had a dream, and each dream had its own meaning. The next morning, Joseph noticed the dejected look on the faces. Why do you look so worried today, he asked. And they replied, we both had dreams last night, but there's no one here to tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. Tell me what you saw. Uh, I saw a vine, the cupbearer told his dream first. In my dream, he said, I saw a vine in front of me. It had three branches that began to bud and blossom, and soon there were clusters of ripe grapes. I was holding Pharaoh's wine cup in my hand, so I took the grapes and squeezed the juice into it. Then I placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. I know what the dream means, Joseph said. The three branches mean three days. With Within three days, Pharaoh will take you out of prison and return you to your position as his chief cupbearer. And please have some pity on me when you're back in his favor. Mention me to Pharaoh and ask him to, to let me out of here. For I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews, and now I'm here in jail, but I did nothing to deserve it. When the chief baker saw that the first dream had such a good meaning, he told his dream to Joseph too. In my dream, he said, there were three baskets of pastries on my head. In the top basket were all kinds of bakery goods for Pharaoh, but the birds came and ate them. I'll tell you what it means, Joseph told him. The three baskets mean three days. Three days from now, Pharaoh will cut off your head and impale your body on a pole. Then birds will come and peck away at your flesh. Pharaoh's birthday came three days later and he gave a banquet for all his officials and household staff. 
He sent for his chief cupbearer and chief baker, and they were brought to him from the prison. He then restored the chief cupbearer to his former position, but he sentenced the chief baker to be impaled on a pole, just as Joseph had predicted. Pharaoh's cupbearer, however, promptly forgot all about Joseph, never given him another thought. Lord God, Lord God, thank you, Lord, for your word, O oh God, and oh, thank you, God, that Oh, Lord, we have, Lord, fathers of the faith, Lord, who've, who've gone ahead of us, Lord, who've, Lord, journeyed ahead of us, Lord, we see their lives here in the scriptures, oh God, and Lord, there's so much we can learn, oh God, and Lord, I thank you, oh God, that, that, that their stories, Lord, Lord, live today for us, oh God, because of your spirit, Lord, Lord, your spirit, Lord, makes this, this word, Lord, alive to us, oh God. Oh, Lord, Lord, you speak to us through this word, oh God. And Lord, tonight, Lord, we choose to open our hearts and our minds, Lord, Lord, our understanding, oh God. And Lord, we open ourselves, Lord, for you to speak to us, Lord. Lord, have your way in our hearts tonight. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So Joseph, this character, Joseph, he... He was in a prison, not because of his own fault, but because someone else had put him there. He'd been falsely accused, as we talked about, and, and Potiphar threw him in prison. And uh, the prison that he was in, I imagine it being constructed of, of stone. It seemed like the Egyptians used, used stone a lot back in those days. We have the, the, the what do you call it, the pyramids, yeah, somebody's educated amongst us. Uh, we had the pyramids there and they're all built of stone. And So I imagine Joseph being in a stone prison. And brothers and sisters, our prisons can be built of, of different things. You know, we can today find ourselves um, in, a, in a prison that, that can be work-related, you know, where, where we are trapped by a set of work circumstances. Our prison can be a financial prison. It can be a relational prison. We find ourselves stuck in, in some difficult relationships. And the, the material that the prison is constructed of, I suppose, is, is a little bit irrelevant. The prison is real. And the prison affects us, and we're very aware of this set of circumstances that we find ourselves in. And if you aren't in a prison today, you may find yourself in one fairly soon. It seems that, that it's part of God's way of, of forming us, is to bring us into these, these difficult places that we can't remove ourselves from. And I, and I suppose Joseph could have been full of uh, if-only statements. If only, if only I kept my dreams to myself. Because it, it all started when, when he shared a dream that God gave him uh, that, that really had a meaning that his, his brothers were going to bow down to him. And he shared that, that with his brothers. And I'm sure he was sitting in prison thinking, if only, if only I kept my mouth shut and didn't tell them about that dream, then, then maybe things would have worked out differently for me, me and my big mouth. <laughs> and maybe he's holding a little bit of, of uh, fault to himself. 
If, if only I didn't show off that nice coat that my dad gave me, maybe my brothers wouldn't have been so jealous of me and ultimately wouldn't have sold me into slavery and into, to, to end up in Potiphar's house. If I'd done this differently or that differently, maybe I could have avoided some of the pitfalls. And maybe some of that's true, brothers and sisters. Maybe some of that's true. And maybe some of that's true in our lives. Sometimes the prison can be partially of our own making. We have followed a course of action and it has brought us into a limited place. If I'd done more exercise, maybe I wouldn't be as physically limited as I am now. You know, things, what we sow, we reap. The Bible tells us that. If I'd studied more, maybe I'd have a better job. And this is, this is the way we naturally think and we, 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 we go there. That some of this may be my fault that, that I'm in these difficult circumstances. I have certain regrets. I wish I was more courageous or more dedicated or more holy, more disciplined, more self-controlled, I, I, more self-controlled. I, I wish, I, I wish, I wish, if only, if only. But whether you've been put in prison by someone else's fault or by your own fault, you find yourself in the same prison and that is the king's prison. Because at the end of the day, brothers and sisters, our God is sovereign. Our God is in control and is in charge of our circumstances. And he does allow us to reap what we sow, but he's still in charge. It's all measured. It's, it's all under his watchful eye. And he knows every single detail of this journey that we're on. He knows everything about the prison. He knows everything about the trial. And he's allowed it. And the lack of freedoms or the, the limited expectations that sometimes a prison can bring are challenging. But they're under his control, brothers and sisters. They're under his control. You know, in this prison, sometimes the company that we have in the prison isn't what we'd like. We would like to be with other people in a different set of circumstances. Our British neighbors talk about imprisonment as detained at His Majesty's pleasure. Isn't that right, John? <laughs> detained at His Majesty's pleasure. You know, and, and brothers and sisters, some of our prisons, some of our Circumstances are at Almighty God's pleasure. He is doing something. He is doing something. And we're going to see, we're going to draw some encouragement from Joseph tonight. There's something happening in Joseph's life. There's one thing that Joseph, that, that we read straight away as he goes into this prison life. In verse 21, it says this. Do you ever find yourself trying to scroll the Bible, no, the, the pages, instead of turning, turning the paper? 
In verse 21 it says this, But the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. And whether, whether we find ourselves in a prison of our own doing or a prison that is completely of somebody else's doing, a false accusation has put us in a difficult set of circumstances like Joseph. The Lord is with us, brothers and sisters, no matter where we are. And, and there is comfort for us to draw from tonight. God is with us. God is with us. And it says straight away that God granted Joseph favor with the chief jailer. And God was working in this prison on Joseph's behalf. In this difficult circumstance, in this pit, Joseph knew that God was with him. And brothers and sisters, nothing can separate us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And he said, he said this. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. It's not conditional on us. It's not conditional on our performance. It's not conditional on us being dedicated enough, holy enough. He has made a promise that he will never leave us or forsake us. Can I hear an amen tonight? Never leave us. And even though we, we can look at some examples in the, in the Word of God, David... David made a whole mess. And he finds himself in a prison almost in his own palace. Ultimately had to run from his palace, but God restores him again. Moses, Moses fi finds himself in a desert prison, out minding sheep after he murdered an Egyptian. Samson, Samson goes into a literal prison after he, he messes up with, with in so many ways. And ultimately, God makes Samson fruitful again. Brothers and sisters, the king's prison turns us to fruitfulness and returns us to fruitfulness. It does. There is, you see that in Joseph's life. He comes out of the prison fruitful, fruitful. And God is doing something. If you're in a prison, you can expect to come out fruitful, fruitful. So we, we read that the Lord was with Joseph and granted him favor with the chief jailer. Now, I would have liked to have read there, the Lord was with Joseph and broke him out of jail. Favor with the chief jailer is a little bit low drama. <laughs> it would be nice to see that, that God took Joseph and, uh, and evaporated him and made him appear in Pharaoh's court. What about that? Something a little more exciting and a little more demonstrative than, than he just gave him favor with the chief jailer. But you see, God is doing something, brothers and sisters. God is doing something. And this is, this is see, God has a, he has a greater plan for Joseph's life than his immediate relief. Now, I like immediate relief. I like the quick answer. I do. We all do. We want God to, to deal with us yesterday. 
God, could you, could you sort this out immediately, if not sooner? God, I need you to, to, to deal with this straight away. But God's plans are not, are not for his immediate relief. And could it be, brother and sister, tonight, if you're in the king's prison, that God has a greater plan for, for us than our immediate relief? He's doing something, and it may take a little time. What we see start to happen in Joseph's life is, is he starts to look around. He starts to see the people around him. And immediately, we, we can see this, that God makes Joseph a blessing to the chief jailer straight away. This, this man in, in charge of this prison, I'm sure it was a, a difficult job, a very unpleasant job, lots of, of extreme characters to deal with, lots of violence, I'm sure, lots of, of smell, just horrible circumstances. But God makes Joseph a blessing to this man. And the Lord Bless Joseph, and this chief jailer gives Joseph authority, starts to trust him, starts to, starts to bless him. He's still in the prison. He's still in the prison, but, but God starts to, to, to do something in Joseph. Now, the, the one thing that possibly we could accuse Joseph of is being a little insensitive. When it, whenever he was sharing his dream with his brothers and showing off his, his, his lovely coat, possibly he was insensitive in how he boasted about his privileges, his promises, his destiny. And here now, Joseph, Joseph's, Joseph's character has been changed. In the prison, Joseph starts to notice the people around him. He starts to become a blessing to this, this jailer. And he finds a certain freedom in the prison. And as, as God blesses Joseph, Joseph gains authority. He's able to, he's actually now, he becomes the person who's looking after the whole prison. It's amazing. In his prison, he had freedom. He had, he was, he was given by God. He was made, made to be a blessing, made to be somebody who, who could be a blessing to other people and see other people and care for other people. He starts to serve the jailer and he honors the authority in his prison. I'm going to say that again. He honors the authority in his prison. Now, I'm sure this jailer was, was in many ways a difficult man, a hard man, a brutal man. He wasn't in charge of that prison for being kind. He wasn't. But Joseph honors the authority that he's under. And this is going to be important for Joseph's life. And brothers and sisters, sometimes God takes us into, into difficult areas to teach us to honor authority. Because the truth is that every authority is established by God. 
And it's really important that we honor human authority in our lives. It's one of the things that God is going to bring us to. And sometimes he takes us into a prison to teach us that. To honor authority. Even if it's flawed authority. Which it always is in this world. It's always flawed authority. We are to respect authority. And God, God brings Joseph into this place. And then we read in the account that these two men are put in jail. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker. And both, both these men have dreams. Now, this is, this is how observant and how, I suppose, caring Joseph has become and sensitive to others because these two men were never going to be happy in jail. They were never going to be content there. They're never going to be pleased with their circumstances. They're struggling. They've been put in jail by Pharaoh. But Joseph notices when their head drops. He sees something in them. And you can see this, this care in Joseph. This is not just performing a duty for authority. This is a care for the people under his authority. And you see this, this development in Joseph. And he notices when, when, when these two men are, are struggling and when their heads go down. And this is one of the things that, that God is going to do, brothers and sisters. When we're, we're, we're in this prison, God forms character within us. He changes us as we, in our prison, depend on him. God, I need you to, I'm, I'm looking to you. You're, you're going to have to help me here. He starts and, and he, he does something within us. There's a process going on. There's a pressing. There's a forming. And we read, we, we, we read this in the New Testament. We read that we are being conformed to the image of Christ. This is, this is, this is what God is doing. And we see this happening in Joseph's life. He, he notices people in jail who are, who are fed up all the time, I'm sure. But he notices when they're especially fed up, when they're especially struggling. When, when they've got a difficulty, he sees something in them. And he goes to them. He's concerned for them. And Joseph, in his approach to them, he asks them, you know, what, what, what's going on, guys? And, and they say, we, we've had these dreams and we're disturbed by them. And Joseph replies to them. And he says this, he said that the interpreting of dreams belongs to God. Belongs to God. And immediately he, he's glorifying God. He's pointing these men to God. And Joseph knows God. Joseph is from the most privileged family on the face of the planet. He knows God. His ancestors have known God. He's living in the promises of God. And he points these men to God. It's amazing to me that in the discomfort and in the distress of the king's prison, the awareness of God's 
blessing grows. And, and Joseph becomes, it seems he's become more and more aware of God in the prison. How does that happen? We can be in difficult circumstances, brothers and sisters. We can be in a, in a, in a, in a prison, in a pit. But God uses that. And in the middle of that, we become more aware of his presence. We become more aware of, of God's attributes and his greatness. Why is that? Because as we wait with him, as we wait for him, as we uh, reach out to him, as we cry out in our circumstances, there is an examination of God's character. Who is this God that I'm trusting? Is he trustworthy or is he not? And Joseph, Joseph points to God and Joseph becomes more and more aware of God. And Joseph tells the men the truth about their dreams, which was about both their futures. To one man in the present, he says, you're going to be free and live. To another man in prison, he says, you're going to die. The truth matters, brothers and sisters. To Joseph, the truth is more important than their feelings. The truth is important, brothers and sisters. And Joseph, he doesn't shy away from uncomfortable truth. But he's concerned enough to tell the truth. And you know, when you're, when you're in a difficult situation, when you're in the prison, the king's prison, the truth really matters. The truth really matters. I need to know truth about God. I need to know truth about me. And I need to know truth about my future. The truth matters. And Joseph becomes a man of truth. But truth with care and truth with love. And this chief cupbearer, we, we read the account, it goes on. The chief cupbearer gets set free. And the chief baker ends up dead. But the chief cupbearer, he goes into the palace. In verse 23, it says this, Pharaoh's cupbearer, however, promptly forgot all about Joseph, never given him another thought. I'm going to suggest that this was probably the hardest part of the prison experience for Joseph. To be forgot. To feel like he is left behind. Here he is. He's told the truth. He has been a comfort to this butler. He, is, he has honored God. He has performed his duties. And actually it tells us in, in chapter 41 that it's two years that he has left there. Two years. Two years he is in this place 
where he feels forgotten. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, that's the, the, the most difficult part of experiencing that, that the king's prison is the feeling of being left behind in some way, the feeling of being forgotten, the feeling of being isolated. And, and maybe you're in that. Maybe there's people listening to me tonight and you feel like you're forgotten. You're in a prison of, of, of illness, a prison of a circumstance, a prison, a financial prison, whatever type of prison. And you feel like you're forgotten. You feel like you're left behind and, and, it, and it, maybe it's two years for you as well. And it's one of the hardest things to cope with. I remember at a, I suppose, a small experience of this when I, when I injured myself playing squash. It's my only claim to be a sportsman. <laughs> Got a, a sports injury. <laughs> and I ruptured my Achilles tendon. And, and I remember being in the hospital and feeling isolated. Everything was happening in the church. It was Christmas. The Christmas play was happening. I was supposed to be part of it. it was, and I was missing it all. And I was on my own there. And I remember the feeling of isolation and coming out, not being able to do things because it took, took a long time to heal. I remember the, the, the feelings of isolation and the feelings of being removed from, from what was going on in the world and what was going on in, in, in my life and the people around, in, in the people around me's life in the church. And there, there are two things you, we need to realize, brothers and sisters. If we're in this place, and you can be in a prison. I remember going through college. I found university. I found it like a prison. I did. And you can be in that experience. You know, even in a place like that, I find it really difficult. And you can, you, this is what you need to realize. You are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. Jesus does not forget his bride, brothers and sisters. The, Wilma is here. The one thing I can say about Wilma is that I never forget her. Never. I do a lot, get a lot of things wrong, but I never forget her. You don't forget your bride. And Jesus does not forget us, period. Full stop. He does not forget us. Hallelujah. You're right in his view, brothers and sisters, he beholds you. He sees us. He loves us. Hallelujah. You're not forgotten. And the other thing to realize about this two-year gap that Joseph was in, the second thing is that God was preparing the next step. God was preparing the next phase of his life. The God, God was preparing the next fruitful step that Joseph was about to go into. That's what God was doing. He's preparing the next step, even as you sometimes, as we sometimes feel forgotten and feel left behind and feel isolated. This is what the Bible says, that there are good works planned in advance for you and me. There are. We are not excluded from the good works. We are not excluded 
for fruit, from fruitfulness. We are being prepared. We are being shaped. We are being conformed. We are being strengthened. We are being led. We are being guided. We are being provided for by Almighty God, brothers and sisters. And the prison does not go on forever. It does not go on forever. It is a pathway to fruitfulness. It is a pathway to, to even, well, for Joseph, it was authority. It was a pathway to an amazing future, which God promises to us, a good future. So those two things, I'm going to say them again. We are not forgotten. Remember it. We're never forgotten by God. The second thing he's, is he is preparing the next step. He's working something out. He is. For Joseph... The next step was going to be to lead a nation under Pharaoh. He was going to save a people from starvation. He was going to provide food for not just the Egyptians, brothers and sisters, but for the descendants of Abraham, for Jacob's family, for his brothers. God, was, God had a plan in place that would, would, would set Joseph up to, well, let's, let's face it, to make sure that the Messiah ultimately would be delivered. That was the plan. And this is, and brothers and sisters, this, this, is, this is God's plan for us. Sometimes he takes us through difficult circumstances to shape us, to teach us things, to, to bring us closer to him, to, to let us see others. There's so many things that God does in, in a prison, brothers and sisters. But what he is doing is he is preparing us to, to be under authority as well, to, to be people who could be under the Spirit's authority to be under human authority, to be able to conduct affairs of, of greater stages than we can ever imagine. And this is what God did with Joseph. He protected the testimony. He protected the, the, the children of Israel. That's what he was doing so that ultimately the Messiah could be delivered, that the whole world could be saved. And Joseph didn't know it. He sat in the prison and what am I doing here, God? I've been forgot for two years, not knowing that he would be part of the plan to save his brother Judah. From which the lion of the tribe of Judah would come. And brothers and sisters, you don't know. We don't know what we're being prepared for. But what we do know is the person who is preparing us. And we have to look up. And we have to look at him and we have to say, God, you're doing something. Even if I don't know it, if I can't see it, you are doing something and you have not forgot me. I am not on the shelf and my life is not over. I am not finished. It doesn't matter what this prison is constructed from. In an instant, you can take me out of it and you can put me in a place where I will bear much fruit, where all of a sudden it's over. It's over. The time for the prison will end like Joseph. The question for you, if God 
has to bring me and you through the king's prison and through that phase so that we could be prepared to deliver a people from suffering, even eternal suffering. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth going through a prison so that God can get us to a place where we can rescue people from hell? Is it worth it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You see, there's one greater than Joseph. And he went into, I suppose, a king's prison, if you like. Jesus took on the form of man. He took on the limitations. In a sense, it was like a human prison. He, he set aside his omnipresence. It's omnipotent. He, he set it all aside, brothers and sisters. He, he entered, if you were, if you like, a, a prison of this earth. Such a small, enclosed place for Almighty God to inhabit. And he entered into this and became a prisoner, if you like, of the Father's will. Said, I will do your will and what you want, and I'll go in and, and I'll suffer. And he suffered lies, he suffered hurt, he suffered shame, he suffered disappointment, he suffered betrayal, brothers and sisters. He suffered betrayal and, and disappointment, ultimately suffering on the cross, the death of a sinner, the shame of the death of a sinner. He suffered. He suffered the death of a thief. There are two thieves either side. But he stayed under the authority of his father all through that journey. Led by the Spirit, the same Spirit that is in us. The same Father that we have, brothers and sisters. And ultimately he gave his life for ours in order that he might deliver a people. And brothers and sisters, this is the journey that Jesus took. And he invites us to take up our cross and follow him. He invites us to a journey that sometimes is uncomfortable, is sometimes difficult, is challenging, has limitations. And, but he says he's forming us and he's doing something with us. And it's for a great, great purpose, brothers and sisters. We join with the purposes of Almighty God. We, his bride, we, his church, join with his purposes. And the prisons are difficult. I know they are. But like Jesus, we're never abandoned. We're never abandoned to our own devices. The Father held his hand and brought him right through. Brothers and sisters, your prison, the challenges, it has its purpose. We don't need to know what that is. He knows. These difficult periods in life come to an end. 
Like Joseph, we can learn so much in those times and be shaped so much in those times. And we can draw to a place of, of greater intimacy with God in those times. Knowing his voice, like Joseph. Knowing the voice of God. That's a privilege. That is a privilege. To know God, to walk with God, to be comforted by him. We will never be without a comforter in those times. We will never be without leadership in those times. We will never not be provided for in those times. He is faithful. He is faithful. Can we stand and and just bow our heads for a moment? Jesus, 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 Jesus. Lord God, Lord, I'm aware, Lord, that, that there are those amongst us, oh God, Lord, who, Lord, are going through very real king's prisons, Lord. Oh God, and we, we love our brothers and sisters, Jesus. Lord, you've put us together, oh God, and Lord, when one part of the body suffers, Lord, we all suffer, oh God, but Lord, some of this, Lord, can be quite private, oh God. Some of it, Lord, can be quite personal, oh God. And Oh, Father, Lord, but we are, we are coming to you tonight, Jesus. Lord, and if you've brought us, Lord, into, Lord, a difficult part of the journey, Lord. Lord, then we know, oh God, that your comfort will be present, Lord, and real, oh God, and immediate, Jesus. And... We don't have to fight you, O oh God. Lord, we don't have to try to run away. We don't have to try to break out, O oh God. Lord, you do all things, Lord, in your time, Lord. Lord, in your way, Jesus. And, and so, Lord, we, Lord, submit ourselves to your will, Jesus. Lord, we say, Lord, yes to you, God, even, Lord, in these difficult times. Lord, we just say yes to you, O oh God. Lord, give us favor, O oh God, with the, the jail keepers, O oh God. Lord, help us, Lord, to... Oh, Lord, to treat those, Lord, who seem to be the part of the problem, oh God. Oh, Lord, with the right attitude, oh God. Help us, Lord, to, oh, Father, Lord, help us, Lord, to, to, to grow in our character, oh God. Help us, Lord, to Lord, grow in our intimacy with you, Jesus. Help us, Lord, oh, Father, Lord, to be patient, oh God. Lord, to be patient, oh God, even, Lord, when it seems like we're forgotten, oh God. Lord, when it seems, Lord, Lord, like it's been a long time since, since, the circumstances have changed, oh God, when it, it seems too long, oh God. Lord, when it seems too long, Jesus, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Give us, Lord, patience, oh God. Help us, Lord, to, to look up from the circumstances, Lord, to see you, oh God. Lord, to see you, Lord, as a faithful Lord, Lord, lover of our souls, Jesus. Lord, you love us, oh God. And th- Lord, I pray, oh God, that we would draw, Lord, Lord, comfort from you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, comfort from you, Lord. Lord, and in your time, oh God, oh Lord, you, Lord, would, would take us out, Lord, from that, Lord, limited place, Jesus, Lord. Oh Lord, you would take us out, oh God, oh Lord, from that place, Lord, of suffering, oh God. You would take us out, Jesus, Lord, Lord, and you would make us fruitful, oh God. Oh Lord, you, Lord, Lord would deliver others, Lord, through our lives, oh God, through our testimony, oh God. 
Oh Lord, you Lord, Lord would use us, oh God. Oh Lord, Lord, even while we're still in the prison, oh God, Lord, you use us, oh God. Oh Father, Lord, we just, Lord, submit ourselves to you, Lord, as your people, oh God, knowing you, you to be good, Lord. Lord, knowing you to be faithful, oh God. Oh Lord, and knowing that you love us, Jesus. Oh Lord, help us, Lord. Lord, increase our patience, oh God. Increase our patience, Lord. Oh, Lord, and help us, Lord, to, to trust you, Lord. Lord, even through the moments of this week, oh God, in your name, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Be encouraged. God is bringing us through. He's making us fruitful. There's so much fruit at the moment in our church. That's, that, that's, that's you, that's us, that's, that God is doing something. Be encouraged. We walk on and he brings us out of the presence. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.